Today's Anxiety Slayer podcast is brought to you by New Beginnings, a pathway to heal your past, slay your anxiety, and reclaim your life. If you want to wake up each day feeling good about yourself, energized, happy, peaceful, this supportive course is for you. Join us on this journey of deep self-care work. Lighten your load, calm your anxiety, and lift your spirits. Save $30 until May 31st and learn more at anxietyslayer.com. Welcome back to the Anxiety Slayer podcast. I'm Shan Vanderleek here with my wonderful friend and co-host Ananga Sivier. We come together weekly from Kent and Leelanau to share Anxiety Slayer sessions with you and answer listener questions from our inbox and Facebook page. Together, we share a powerful collection of techniques to reduce anxiety. Hello, Ananga. Hey, Shan. In this week's episode, we're talking about how social anxiety can make it very challenging to leave home and meet with friends or attend social events, and how you can support yourself or find the right help in feeling more calm and confident socially. And if you don't know what social anxiety is, it's an intense fear of being judged by others when you're out and about, when you're at work or school, day-to-day activities. And many of our listeners have reached out to us and said that they even dread going out with their friends and often cancel because they get so worked up before having to go out in public. I really feel for everyone who feels that way. And, and I've felt that way before in my life, not so much with going out with friends, but in other activities for sure. Yeah, me too. I can remember these feelings very well. Different concerns, feeling embarrassed and feeling that it will be seen, that you will show your anxiety or embarrassment by blushing, sweating or shaking. I used to do all of those and could trigger it just by thinking about it ahead of time. Really difficult. Worrying about accidentally offending somebody or finding yourself the center of attention and that not being a comfortable situation. And some of the common situations that people tend to have trouble with are speaking in public, making eye contact, using public restrooms, going to parties, eating in front of other people, going to school or work, and then even starting conversations with even the most minimal transactions can sometimes feel like too much. Yeah. The experience can be different for everyone, but some examples, if you have social anxiety, can be physical symptoms like feeling that you're not in your body, feeling disassociated, like you're not present in your body, or experiencing a racing heart, or feeling lightheaded, dizzy, or feeling nauseous. You might start feeling symptoms right before an event, or you might start fretting in advance and have anticipatory anxiety weeks before the event. And afterwards, we might spend time and mental energy replaying the event and worrying about how we did, how did it go, how did we act? That one for me is the one that resonates. I can remember, and I don't even know how many occasions it doesn't even, I don't even think I can quantify it, going over that loop and working through every single thing, every step, every move, every word, as if somehow that would make a difference. All that was doing is perpetuating more suffering. But for some reason, it felt like I needed to rework that and rework that and rework that until I could finally let that go and 
became very uh, almost obsessive compulsive with going through that loop of information. Mm. And I'm, I'm so grateful that I don't do that anymore, but I can remember doing that and being so concerned that I would be judged for something that I did, some some way that I behaved that I wasn't perfect. Yeah, really difficult. I think if you look back over the the points that we've highlighted, for me, the word scrutiny comes up a lot, scrutinizing ourself, Mm -hmm. scrutinizing how we look, how we sound, how we're doing, how did we do, and fear of scrutiny from others, fear of being judged, fear of being zoomed in on. I used to feel zoomed in on. I didn't like eating or drinking in front of others. And I got to the point where I simply couldn't. I didn't want to be noticed. And I didn't like to feel that people would notice if I went red or got hot or shaky. And I did all of those things. So I think scrutiny is a real, you just want leaving alone. I think that's a real big thing with social anxiety. Mm -hmm. On occasion, I used to get so embarrassed. I would turn such a bright color of red. It's something that you just don't see happen (laughs) very much. And because I'm so fair-skinned and fair-haired, I would just turn into a tomato immediately. Yeah. And then just really have to. And I remember having a a manager once who told me I needed to get control of that. And I just remember thinking, like, you think? Yeah. That that would be fantastic. I would love to get control of that. Yeah, that would be amazing. Of course, there are things we can do very much to support ourselves, either to be at peace with it completely or or to be able to turn it down i know for me i could go bright red and hot and sweaty and shaky just thinking about things my body would just get triggered and they would all kick off just from my head before anything happened Mm -hmm. and of course once that's happened a few times you've just tipped over into that land where it's just gonna keep happening but for both of us very grateful to say not anymore yeah well and we've we've learned what helps And we know that social anxiety can be very, very difficult. And that, as you said, things can escalate quickly if we don't get support. So let's talk about some of the things that help if you have issues with social anxiety. I think the first one is to know that you're not alone. We've both shared that we've struggled with this form of anxiety in the past. And I think the more people you talk to, the more you realize that many, many people do. So although it's seldom mentioned, because we can feel embarrassed about it, seldom talked about. Many people around you at gatherings and events are also struggling with varying degrees of social anxiety. We never know what it took somebody else to get there mm-hmm. and show up and how worked up they've been about it and for how long before the event. But when you start considering that you're not alone, it's not just you, that can really help. And it's okay to try talking to a trusted friend or a close group of of friends about what you're experiencing because you might be surprised and relieved to find that someone in your close circle of friends feels the same way yeah it's often the case and the next thing which is something we talk about with all areas of anxiety is to explore your anxiety and see what the triggers are for you Many people can relate to social anxiety, but as you will discover, if you start talking to others, they'll say, well, for me, it's this. And somebody else will say, oh, that doesn't bother me so much, but for me, it's, it's this. So see what your triggers are. Here's an exercise to try that can help. Think about a social event you'd like to go to if you felt completely at ease, calm, and confident. 
and then knock down what stands between you and feeling fine and feeling confident. What is it that causes the anxiety for you? It can vary greatly from person to person and knowing your own triggers can help you move forward. For example, do you feel shy about talking to new people? Do you worry about making conversation? Do you dread awkward silences? Do you worry about your appearance? Do you worry about being noticed? If you're feeling anxious, do you worry that that might show? Does your mind run away from you with all the thoughts of what might go wrong? Or do you just simply find crowds and noise too much? Or is it something else? But just note down your thoughts to gain some clarity. And once you know where your social anxiety is most triggered, you have that more specific information, then you can start taking steps to support those areas that you find challenging. And that's where we set boundaries for ourselves. So if it feels like, oh my gosh, I I don't think I can be out for five or six hours, then set boundaries to just be out for a couple of hours. If there's an event or gathering or something that you'd like to go to, but it just feels like it's too much, you show up and you know that there's there's the witching hour, the time that you're going to leave and that you're going to do your best to enjoy yourself in that shorter period of time. Also, smaller groups tend to make things a little bit easier when you have social anxiety versus going to a, a really large gathering and picking a quiet location if possible. These are things that you can be thinking about. And we don't always have control over that. I remember last summer I was taking Marin to a concert, my daughter, and we had about a five hour drive. So we had the, the driving down to a big city, and then we had getting into a hotel room and getting all of ourselves situated and then going to this big concert, thousands and thousands of people, and then getting ourselves back safely to our room. And this is something I never thought about when I was younger. I mean, I went to so many concerts and I went to so many places, none of that stuff. But as I grew older and as I became responsible for my daughter, uh, all of it looked different to me. Mm-hmm. And so I had to really do some research beforehand to get myself grounded, have an idea of the entries and exits and the location of the hotel to the uh, venue, uh, the learning more about the area, all of that stuff. I, I did my my little private detective work and it helped so much for me to know. And when we got there, everything was just about as smooth as it possibly could be. Ease and grace. It was still a long time in the car, <laughs> still a different pace of life in a, in a bigger city when, when I live out in the country, but we enjoyed ourselves. We had a great time. And I also remember feeling very relieved when it was over, but we did it and we did enjoy ourselves. I think you've raised some really important coping tactics and points there to realize sometimes we are relieved when it's over because some of us are quite introvert by nature. This is something we've discussed on previous episodes and it's okay to say that was cool, but it took a bit of nervous energy. And sometimes we do need to come down from that and and get grounded again. There's lots of things we have to face that do take nervous energy and that's natural and fine. That's not an issue. The issue is when we 
do lots of nervous energy events one after the other and we don't get a chance to rebalance and ground ourselves in between. Right. Then we can get spun out of control and uh, kind of blown off course and our self-care can go down. But I think also the detective tip is uh, very valuable. When we suffer with something like social anxiety, we can get very overwhelmed where everything feels wrong. We went through that list of things to look at and anxiety will tell you, well, all of it, I'm worried about how I sound, how I look, you know, being noticed, all of it. But what we really need to do is pick through it and find the real key triggers and taking care of the things we can take care of, like knowing how are you going to get somewhere? Is there somewhere you can step outside or sit outside if you need to just get some fresh air? You know, you might want to know where the exits are. You might want to know about transport arrangements or bathrooms. And it takes a lot of stress down. It really does. I remember feeling so glad I had my rescue remedy with me, the spray form. That's the one that I keep in my car. And uh, like, okay, you are my friend on this trip. Yeah. <laughs> and it really helped so much. And, and Bach flower remedies are something that, that we talk about a lot because they really, really beneficial can help out so much and Ananga, i know you've been using them for years and years and years and and i'm i'm newer to them but have become so grateful that they're a part of of my health journey and i think we should talk a little bit more about the different remedies that are available that can be very supportive for social anxiety yeah they're very supportive and i've been using bartflower remedies for about 30 years now the go-to one is the easiest one to find and very helpful to keep with you is the rescue remedy. And it's a calming combination of different flower remedies that can help with anxiety or feelings of shock. It's very calming, very gentle and easy to take. You can keep it with you at all times. Shan, as you said, you keep it in the, in the car. I usually have a bottle with me wherever I am. You can spray it under your tongue or there's a spray or a dropper version. So you can either put it directly in your mouth or into a bottle of water. It's very helpful to have that with you before a gathering or a social event that you're feeling a little bit anxious about. And there are some individual remedies that can be very helpful too. There's one called Mimulus, which helps when you can name your anxiety and you know exactly what's bothering you. It also helps if you're feeling shy. So that one would be a good one to take if you, for instance, had a speaking engagement. Yeah. and. That would help prepare you for moving past feeling shy and uh, just give you some support through that moment. Yeah, very much so. If you have a, an obligation at an event, say somebody has to make a small presentation or a speech at a wedding, and you, you know once that bit's over, you'll feel some relief. So Mimulus is the go-to for that, that kind of feeling. Yes, definitely. If you, if you know what's bothering you and you feel a bit shy, then Mimulus is very supportive. And again, you can just put some drops in a glass of water or a bottle of water and have that with you. Another remedy that's really lovely is aspen. Aspen helps when you feel a vague unease and you can't name it. You don't know exactly what it is that's bothering you. It's just a feeling that really stays with you. You might feel shaky and you can't put your finger on why. It can be quite a strong anxiety that's definitely there and then people will ask you what is it and you say I, I don't know I just feel really anxious it can be a sense of foreboding or just this real definite anxiety that you can't put your finger on and you can't get specific about it 
yet it stays with you constantly. It really lingers. Aspen's extremely supportive for that. So you can get these remedies on Amazon or via Nelson's online or many local health stores carry bark flowers. It's spelled B-A-C-H. And you can find more about them at barkcenter.com. That's the traditional site where you can look up different remedies and applications. In closing, anxiety can feel very isolating, but know that you are not alone. Consider reaching out for help from a trusted friend or someone experienced in offering anxiety support. Anxiety coaches can help you explore and diffuse your anxiety triggers and they can share calming techniques with you to help you feel more at ease in any social situation. And if that's something that's of interest to you, reaching out for for help from an anxiety coach, you can find more about that on our website at anxietyslayer.com. Introducing New Beginnings, daily steps for self-acceptance and peace of mind. Escape the trap of anxious thoughts and limiting beliefs that hold you back with this special journey of personal healing. This course includes supportive journaling prompts, guided EFT tapping sessions, and gentle yoga classes to calm your anxiety. Save $30 for a limited time at anxietyslayer.com.